Support for this episode of This Week in Jackassery was provided by... Nobody! Nobody sponsored this podcast. Nobody sponsored this podcast. Maybe you should. You should do it! To sponsor This Week in Jackassery, go to thesnapdownload.com slash sponsor. Thesnapdownload.com slash sponsor! Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 19 now of This Week in Jackassery. I'm Shane Barnhill, I'm the editor of the Snap Download, and I'm joined by my co-host, the Snap Download, Adrian Bottinger. Hi, Adrian. Hey, Shane. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Well, we'll see how we're feeling after we get through what's driving us to drink and doing that sort of nominations, but <laughs> it's good. Fair. It's a good start. So, as I mentioned in today's episode, we will make some nominations for uh, top candidates in the world of Jack Assery. We'll talk about the things that are driving us to drink this week, while, of course, doing some drinking. We'll play the game Rad or Bad on some current, uh, not always political, but on some current events. And then we'll offer up some proof that everything doesn't suck in the world, which is always a good chaser. Don't you think, Adrian? I really do. It's it's kind of, you know, that extra shot to get you out the door and think, well, maybe everything doesn't suck. Sometimes. <laughs> okay, so first up, our namesake segment. This week in Jack Asprey. Who do you have this week, Adrian? I have the sons of Clive and Bundy. I figured um, we might go there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there was a, there was an excellent article in the staff download for anyone who hasn't read it yet. Please go check it out um, on the what's happening in in Oregon. So, um, Ammon Bundy and his brothers joined forces with about twenty other nut jobs and have taken over a wildlife refuge in Oregon. So. I've been trying to follow a lot of like local, like local Oregon news about this to get their perspective because it's, you know, it's one thing to kind of see the clips of what's going on and you don't really, it doesn't really seem that there's no, there's nothing like on fire. There's nothing massive happening. Like it's a bunch of guys and I think a couple of women who look like they're just at camp, you know, like they're making soup in the mm-hmm. kitchen and holding press conferences like it doesn't you don't really get a feel for what's going on and how it's impacting the town so um Ammon Bundy um and his group had started a protest to support the Hammonds uh the Hammonds are actually from Oregon so nobody as far as I can tell like Ammon Bundy and his and his followers are not from Oregon I think he, Bundy is from Arizona actually okay uh, great and um but so they had they had gra- gathered a group in Oregon to protest against uh, the Hammonds being sent to jail uh, for arson. Now, the great, like, wonderful part of this is that the Hammonds not only don't want the support of the Bundys, like, they've publicly said, these actions do not represent us. They've already reported for jail. So, they're not... <clears throat> they're... Um, I've, I've read some some media reporting indicating they're, they're actually trying to pursue, um, you know, getting, I don't know, a pardon or clemency from, from President Obama, but... They don't want anything to do with this. So that kind of makes it seem like, okay, well, that cause is done, so why are they still there? So they've said, the, the, these militia have said that they're there, uh, they plan to stay as long as it takes for the government to give back the land associated with this wildlife refuge to private ownership. Okay, so their cause is expanding now. Or maybe their cause is expanded. Right. Um, substantially. Um, so the um, in response... You know, the town, it's a pretty, it's a pretty remote area, but the town has closed down schools for the past week. I don't know if they intend to keep that going for as long as, as these crazies are there because Bundy and his followers have said they'll stay as long as it takes. Like, they'll stay years. 
Wow. Well, it, you know, I will say at least this has inspired some really interesting fan fiction online. There's, unfortunately, it's been it's been erotic fan fiction. I think it was the hashtag oh. Bundy erotic fanfic or something like that. No. So at least everything's not bad with this here oh. because there's some some good Twitter fan fiction. People should go check out that hashtag. Wait, it's how enjoyable. how is that's actually worse? Like this is worse. <laughs> I, ah, ah. Maybe, you know what, this is a great... Is this part of the abstinence-only campaign? Because <laughs> that <laughs> if I have to think about, about those people in a sexual context, oh, I'm going to poke out my eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. No, so so um, uh, Bundy has said, you know, that, that they will... Um, that they are there for the people of the, the area, like the people of Oregon. Mm-hmm. But it's not clear that the people in the town actually want them there. So the, sh- the sheriff has publicly told the militia to get the hell out. Um, a lot of the town people are, like, the kids are scared. Kids are scared. They're interviewing kids. Um, even people who seem to, like, kind of sympathize with this idea of, you know, sticking it to the man, mm-hmm. they're still really pissed off at this group of outsiders who has nothing to do with their town has come over, come in and kind of taken over this wildlife refuge. So this has been shut down. Um, it's it's starting to impact the town, like the town's economy, and it's not that. And you just got all that media like crawling all over your town, which has to be a royal pain in the ass. Oh, I can't I can't imagine the nightmare that that is for the local residents with the media everywhere and just trying to go about their their normal days. Right, and and I don't think that. I mean, who knows how this is going to end, right? I mean, that's that's why the. I, you know, a lot of, um, there were a lot of calls on Twitter for people to, you know, why is the government allowing, if, if these guys were, were Muslim or, or were just were black, that they would, you know, the government would already would have shot them all or, you know, gotten them out. And, um, and there's, I don't, I, I kind of agree with the reporter on Slate who said, you know, this doesn't really, that's not really a good comparison because what we see here, it's similar to like, not just what was happening with Clive and Bundy a few years ago, but, you know, Waco and, and some really terrible incidents where the government's trying to wait these nut jobs out so they'll give up. But, you know, Ammon Bundy sees this as a a religious quest. Like, God told him to go there. He's a devout Mormon, and God told him to go there. Did he so say that? I, don't, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen yeah, him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's said that. Um, I was reading it in, like, uh, I think the Oregonian, or one of the Oregon papers, and He's, if you have that kind of conviction, I don't know that that dies out easily. Like, I think some of these other people might, you know, might get annoyed. It's starting to get cold. Maybe the government will think about, like, shutting off the power so they can't heat up their soup in the kitchen. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know how this ends. Um, but I don't know how, it, it's, you know, I'm kind of laughing at it as we're talking about it, but this is sedition, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. they've taken arms against the government. So I don't know how you can let that last for too long without it, unless you just hope that they fade away into oblivion. I don't know. Right. I think that's that's probably the hope. Maybe they will shut off power. I'm sure that would inspire some additional great fan fiction um, oh, uh, online. But, you know, I do think, you know, that, that restraint in this case is a good thing, because the last thing you want is a huge firefight where a lot of people True. die needlessly. So. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's a fine balance, but this is definitely a good jackassery pick. So that's so that's my nomination. Uh, what's yours this week? 
My nomination for this week in Jackassery are the conservatives who mocked President Obama's tears during his announcement about new executive actions on gun control. Oh, now, yeah. I, I have to say, it, it's fun to mock the other party, right? I mean, yeah. Republicans mock Democrats, Democrats mock Republicans. A lot of people thought things that George Bush did is, you were funny when he got through, shoes thrown at him. People mocked him for that, right? So, so I, I get that in some sense, but these are tears what, over the death of children. Right. And so I kind of think some things are off limits, and I think this is clearly a case. Love or hate the president, this is an area where I don't think you should be poking fun. Ben Shapiro of the Daily Wire, of Daily Wire wrote, The left huffed and puffed, which was always the plan. That is, in fact, why Obama cried, so that they could play a simple game of rope-a-dope. And, you know, he, his, his assertion is that this was a, this was a tactic, uh, you know, that Obama had planned. It was a premeditated tactic in order to invite ridicule so that the oh my God. attack, you know, um, gun rights activists over, you know, being on the wrong side of history or something like that. So, you know, Shapiro wasn't the only one. There, there were... Todd but did you hear about Trump? I, I don't know that I heard Trump's response so, in this. Trump was actually su- not, not supportive of the president, but it did not. He said that he thinks that uh, President Obama's emotion was genuine. So you're, you're coming around on Trump. You're- no, my God. <laughs> I know, like, even as I'm saying it, I'm like, I can't believe I'm talking about Trump. But he, he did. He said, he's like, I think, you know, I'll probably drop five points in the polls for this, but I, but I think his... His feelings on this were genuine. Yeah. Well, well good, for Do- good for the Donald. <laughs> oh Todd, Todd Starnes of Fox News made a big, de- big deal about Obama using the middle finger to wipe his tears and saying that that what? was really what sh- the takeaway should be. This was a middle finger to America. America. Are you serious? He actually said that? He did, yeah. He, he wrote up something on that, and uh, it was just, just ridiculous. So... You know, there, there are others. There are some other Fox shows and some other conservative commentators who really... Well, Paul, so Paul Ryan was, um, I think, came out today or yesterday and was saying, like... So he wasn't mocking the president for crying, but he was, you know, he said that, you know, something to the effect that he wished the president had shown as much emotion, um, you know, when the... Um, I forget who it was that was held hostage... Um, was killed and and he's so he's trying to bring it out to like he's trying to like segue to like talking about the administration's middle east policy and saying that he wishes and then he wishes wish that he saw that kind of emotion with paris and with san bernardino and um so he, it, like he seems to be a little bit more savvy about it that like when a person even if you disagree with him is showing some type of emotion over the death of uh, 21st graders, not to mention the, you know, 35,000 plus Americans killed every year, um, from guns. Right. You can't just, you can't just come out and be like, ha, ah, what a wimp, you know, he's crying, na 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 na. Uh, exactly. And that's why, you know, I think Brian's commentary is appropriate. Or at least it's, like you said, savvy is maybe the word to use. So it's, right. it's a commentary that isn't, isn't making a mockery of the loss of children. It's, uh, right. it's, Calculated politically, yes, but it's it's very different. I thought Megan McCain 
said something, I don't remember her quote, but she was sort of appropriate in her criticism as well. So I think there's there's that line, but mm-hmm. so many just clearly went far, far over that line when, when in, in their criticism of the president. Yeah. I think it made a mockery of the deaths of those children. That is, I, you know, I, this, is a, this is a really good pick because when I first saw, I think, because I, I saw some of the comments about it, but then I was re-watching, like, the whole the whole speech and looking at the assemblage of, of um, people who had lost loved ones. And I got kind of, like, overcome by that, and I, and I sort of, like, stopped paying attention to people who were like, oh, look at the president crying, right. because th- that just seems so stupid. And you're right, that, that that is a prime, a prime example of jackassery. Well, fortunately, our next segment is what's driving us to drink this week. So we'll get to do some drinking, which will be a nice a, a nice way to uh, segue away from this week in jackassery. So I'm looking forward to that, although the topics may not be much better. <laughs> uh, well, we'll have something nice to wash it down with. Yeah, exactly. So we'll return right after the break with what's driving us to drink this week. If you're a regular reader of the Snap Download, then you know that there's a lot that drives us to drink each and every week. The reasons might change, political jackassery plays a recurring role, of course, but there's never a shortage of things that want us, make us want to reach for some mind-numbing comfort beverages. So Shane, what are you drinking this week, and who or what is driving you to drink? You know, I'm not drinking until the weekend, so I'm saving up my drinks, but there's a lot that's driving me there right now. I kind of don't understand what you just said, but okay. I know. I'm, I'm not even understanding the words that are coming out of my own mouth. But, you know, it's one of those things where it was sort of my, I'm not big on New Year's resolutions, but I thought, I'm going to take a pause in January and store it up for the weekend. You know, good old binge drinking, it's fine if it's the weekend. <laughs> so this weekend I'll be binge drinking. Maybe I'll, I'll just go I will be binge drinking. <laughs> I'll go, you'll, you'll be binge drinking anyway. <laughs> But I'm just going to go with some, some simple beer. But um, Twitter is driving me to drink. And that's a very vague statement, I know. Yeah. But not what's on Twitter. Not anybody, in, you know, not a particular tweeter, but Twitter, the company. Um, especially in light of reports that Twitter will soon expand beyond its 140-character limit and allow tweets up to 10,000 characters in length. Whoa! Now, 10,000 characters in length, that's like a full article in the New York Times, the Washington Post, or Fox News. You know, pick your website, right? That's that, that's an article length, and that's kind that's of the insane. point. It is. And so there's, there's caveats galore, and nobody really knows, right, what this product is going to look like, or this new feature, I should say. But the thought is that it's going to try and compete with Facebook's instant articles, where you can see a tweet, which will still supposedly be 140 characters, but you tap it, and now the tweet expands to be an article. Kind of like Facebook's instant huh. articles. So, I mean... Okay. Eh? That, that's fine. You know, it just seems like instead of tapping it and going to read an article somewhere else, I'm tapping it and seeing that article. So, I'm not drinking because of that necessarily. I'm drinking because of really the reaction to this. Um, Twitter stock as of the end of today, is 62% off of its 52-week high. It's wow. down 7.5% in the last two days since Twitter announced this expansion from 140 to 10,000 characters. So 
what that tells me is is the market looks at the product and the management team and, and really isn't impressed and really isn't convinced that, that Twitter has what it takes to compete with, you know, other outlets. I, I, so I when hesitate did this to drop say social This was a couple, this was yesterday, I think the news dropped on this. So it's not like just because the market's all wonky yesterday and today and everything with China. This is like people saying, if Twitter's not 140 characters, then what the hell is it? Right, and that, and that I think, is sort of the point. And I do think, you know, the, the general market decline probably contributed to it over the last couple of days a little bit. But the trend Did you like my savvy economic assessment that it's gone all wonky? <laughs> you know, I think we're going to have a new segment called Econ 101, starring Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Things have gone all wonky with China, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, but it, it just shows me, you sort, of, you sort of made the point that um, it's sort of so what, right? And right. I think that's the general reaction from the market is, wow, this is a team that's really not innovating in ways that's going to make this a sustainable business and a good buy. And, you know, as an investor in Twitter, and and it's the app that I love the most and the service that I love the most, I really want to see it succeed. I love it, sure. but I'm, I'm even finding myself using it a little bit less. Really? Because I think... Um, you know, Moments is a stab at trying to offer some sort of product that can, or some sort of feature that can catch people up. But there are services, there are services that are doing this much better. Nuzzle is frequently cited as one that shows you the top stories that people in your network are tweeting about. Or it's called Nuzzle. Nuzzle N U Z Z E L. It's, That's it's adorable. <laughs> I might be pronouncing it wrong. Maybe it's news. No, I like it's not it. Adorable. <laughs> But, you know, I was also reading yesterday that, you know, the, that growth in apps over the course or over the course of 2015 was driven mostly by news apps. That was the biggest category. Really? So I'm, I'm starting to feel like I get more and more of my news from these news apps. I'll have several of the apps from several outlets. And that cannibalizes getting my news from Twitter, which is probably what I've you know, done over the last few years mainly. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the product is stagnating in ways and the market market is clearly accounting for that. And so I'm worried for my favorite app that it's uh, it's going to be, it's not going to be there at some point in the future. Or if it is, it's going to be in a far different form than I love or it'll be purchased by somebody else. So I'm going to have to save up. And there are things about Twitter you. that you can't find anywhere else. Like, I'm just thinking about, I think we have the State of the Union next Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I love to, you know, God, I'm a nerd. I love to watch the State of the Union while having Twitter up and looking at people's comments. It just, it's and the best. same with like award shows and debates. I really need to get a life. I really, really do. No, but no, that means you've got the best life, Adrian. <laughs> Twitter is the best place to be at all times. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so entertaining. I mean, it's so it's so entertaining. I mean, granted, I usually am, you know, having a bad fridge or two, but um, I, that would make me sad to see it go. But yeah, I don't. I've never really understood how you make a lot of money from it, and it's if they're gonna, you know, get their if they're gonna get rid of something that makes them who they are, and they're not having a lot of ways to innovate different products or different services. That is kind of scary for them. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see Twitter going away, but 
I worry about it going into sort of like a Yahoo-like decline. Like, Yahoo still exists, and Yahoo's a good decade. I still its... use Yahoo! Yeah, I mean, it's, it's past its prime, for sure. Oh, yes. And and I, I'm i concerned about... I think Katie Couric is on Yahoo now. I think she is, like, their main media mogul person. And I think that is frequently cited as one of their blunders. You know, investing tons of money in, uh, you know, in investments like that or mm-hmm. investing tons of money in you know, new content like that that really hasn't paid off for them. But that's a topic for another day. <laughs> Yahoo. We could, we could have a whole segment on Yahoo, right? So just, yeah, so, so have your weekend binging, just binge drinking, be just about Twitter, and we'll do Yahoo another time. Sounds good. Um, so what are you drinking this week, and what is driving you to drink? So I'm finally having a delicious old-fashioned. Mm. Uh, they're so good. I got into them at... Um, my friends uh, Joe and Sandy's wedding like way too many years ago and drank a lot of them and then became convinced I could flamenco dance on the dance floor. Um, but that's a whole other story. Right. Topic <laughs> so, for another segment. <laughs> probably for another segment. So I'm enjoying an old fashioned. And what's driving me to drink, actually, you had brought up during the um, our first segment, but specific, specifically, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop in terms of the NRA and its legions of followers' response to the gun control measures announced by President Obama this week. Because okay. I, I really feel like they're resp- like you know normally we have Wayne Lapierre like holding a gun aloft and or Charlton you know the the clip of Charlton has to talking about taking it from his cold dead hands. So the response this time is pretty muted. Like they've um, put out an official response and they've said that it's politics and an attempt to distract. Um, from Obama's lack of an effective strategy to protect the U.S. from terrorists and yada, yada, yada. Like, kind of old trite stuff that you see everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they've also re- uh, refused to participate in the town hall um, that President Obama is hosting on CNN on gun safety that's supposed to have people from both sides, like gun control and, and uh, Second Amendment, Amendment advocates. Um, but that's been it. And I... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, no, I, I would have expected a little bit more fire and brimstone from them. You know, it reminds me of the shooting in Charleston. And, and the NRA was very quick to start, at least behind the scenes, rebranding this as hate crimes, religious right. hate crimes against churches in the South. And the whole issue of gun control was quickly forgotten. And so you're right. Typically, the NRA and others who are in support of gun uh, gun rights, come out pretty quickly with some sophisticated uh, campaigns to distract and, uh, and and really bring people, you know, bring people's attention away and yeah. reframe Look over the here, issue. That right, exactly. Yeah, so this time, um, I think they're not wasting any hot air. And I can't tell if it's because, you know, they think that the measures are so moderate because they if you actually look at the 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 executive actions it's not executive order it's executive actions they're all pretty uh i don't want to say like lukewarm but like they're they're not very controversial like it's hard the people that are painting them as controversial they're doing so in like eight second sound bites because when you read through what it is it's really not um but i think what could be is that they're just preparing for like the legal battle. So like what the president did with, in terms of executive orders on immigration, like that's been 
that's that's been in the courts forever now. Like people immediately just started, you know, uh, levying lawsuits against it. And you know, sure enough, this past week, former presidential candidate and everybody's favorite uh, Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker no. has already has already asked a state's attorney to challenge the president's actions. Um, so I wonder if they're not gonna. They're they're not spending a lot of time in like the public affairs side of it because they already know the people that they've you know the politicians that they have under their control and the groups that they have you know that they can call on are just going to start you know trying to either bring lawsuits against it or you know how they're going to wear away at it but it just that's it's waiting for that it's waiting for them to make that move or figure out what that move is from them that's what's making me drink this week. That's certainly a bad signal and definitely a cause for drinking. Um, well, and when you're when you're like when you have your main legislative body that is preventing federal spending on medical research that would actually help, you know, get data as to what could begin to curb the tide of gun violence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what can you do if you don't if you don't even want to like figure out if you're saying okay that you know what he's doing now wouldn't have stopped San Bernardino or it wouldn't have stopped this one or wouldn't stop this one but how do you like when when you are actively trying to prevent research into what could stop it you're just full of shit and it makes me want to staple things to your head oh i think stapling things to people's head is probably a more appropriate response <laughs> <laughs> but it's this is definitely a good reason to drink or a bad reason to drink, however the right way to say it is. But this is a reason to drink, so I'm going to add another beer to my weekend drinking list. <laughs> while you enjoy your old-fashioned. I'll enjoy my old-fashioned. <laughs> right, and we'll be right back after the break to play Rat Bad. play rad or bad in this game i'm gonna fire off 10 current events topics for shane and shane you're gonna give me your quick rad or bad take and explain a little bit of why you think that this topic is rad or bad i love this let's see if i've been paying attention this week to current are events. you ready i'm ready all right here we go number one gop condemnation of president obama and secretary clinton over the reported uh north korean nuclear test you know, I'm going to say bad on this one, uh, although I will say that I got um, sort of a chuckle out of Jeb Bush's tweet. I think he said something along the lines of, maybe it was a tweet, three of the last four tests have come under <laughs> Obama and Clinton. It's like, um, okay, and three or four <laughs> doctors recommend this because, uh, I don't know, it, it just seems sort of silly. Yeah, this is bad. I mean, I did what I didn't see or any concrete proposals, or at least ideas from anyone. The only one among the candidates is, is your favorite, Donald Trump, who says something. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wait, wait, well, wait. Stop. Halt. Cease, desist. My I'll favorite. I'll edit that out. I'll edit it out. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the Donald said something along the lines of, hey, what we really, the, the country that we really need to be looking at is China. They need to step right. up and do something. So it was at least a little bit more... I can't believe I'm saying this, 
sophisticated response <laughs> relative to the other candidates. Over. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to number two. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <clears throat> all right. Number two, immigration raids on young Central American women and their kids. Well, this is bad. I mean, just <laughs> phrasing it that way. I know. <laughs> I'm not going to say Poor Central American mothers and very tiny and adorable children. <laughs> the women and their cute kids. But that's um, what's happening. It is what's happening, and it's bad. It's it's contrary to what the president said in, in, in when he, he sort of talked about the groups he would be targeting. Of course, he right. had the politically tough language of, like, we're going to go after gangs and criminals and all that sort of stuff. And so... Yeah, I think there was a bit of politics being played there, but this is just bad on his face. Sure. All right. Number three, uh, the New Year's resolution made by a Portland man to draw at least one butt every day for the whole year. (laughs) This is so rad. This may be the raddest rad that we've had since we started playing this game. (laughs) (laughs) And and this guy just gained a new follower on Tumblr because... I need to see a butt a day, I think. that's gonna, At least one butt every day. <laughs> you know, when things are driving us to drink, I think we can just turn to this guy's Tumblr and, and check out a new butt for the day and wash away a lot of that. So this yeah. is definitely rad. I, I agree. All right. All right, number four. A court decision to have a Pennsylvania company pay $1.75 million to workers for forcing them to clock in and out whenever they went on bathroom breaks. So this court decision is rad. Their practice, of course, is bad. It reminds me of, what was that, Shawshank Redemption, where Morgan Freeman's character goes, bathroom break boss, you know, when he's talking about how he doesn't need to, he doesn't know how to reintegrate into society. I just right. saw this headline and I went, seriously? Are you yep. kidding me? So, no, bad, come on. I know. Come on, I know. people. <laughs> I know. I know. All right, number five. The 11 bazillionth time that Congress has voted to repeal the Affordable Care Act, and this time, it's actually going to make it to the White House. This is so rad. No, I'm kidding. This is bad. <laughs> it's, a, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of resources. I get making political statements so that, you know, people who are running for office or will be running for re-election can say... I voted against this. I took it to the president. And that's all this is. This is political posturing that's a waste of taxpayers' time, or taxpayers' money and the time of their elected officials. I agree. All right, number six. Church officials rebuking the Philippine priests for riding a hoverboard during Mass. So this is bad because that is rad. I think that all priests in Mass should ride hoverboards and smoke beer. I think I would go... I would probably start going to Mass again if there was A, beer, and B, hoverboards. I think that would just be fantastic. If there, okay, so, so if there was beer and hoverboards, you would go to Mass. I would. That would be rad. But this is bad. Dear Pope, <laughs> do you want Shane to come back to church? <laughs> if so, hoverboards and beers. Hoverboards and beer. All right. All right, number seven. The chances that President Obama's town hall on gun control will convince any of those already opposed to it that his executive actions have merit. Bad. The, the polarization on this issue, and in fact on all issues, the polls are so far, I mean, they're, by definition, polar opposites. Ah. There's, it, there's a bad chance. that It's not going to convince anybody, unfortunately, that, that, already, that already is opposed to gun control. All right. All right, number eight. A Britain man in Kyrgyzstan who caused a strike at the mine he worked 
and has been threatened with charges of inciting a hate crime after he referred to a Kyrgyz national dish as horse penis. So I think this is pretty rad. <laughs> and I'm claiming horse penis as a name for a band. <laughs> All right, you've got dibs. You should you should probably go reserve that domain name and trademark that. Yep. Come up with some sort of icon to trademark right now. I think this is pretty rad. I think um, seriously, can the government take a joke? Um, not in Kyrgyzstan. <laughs> no, I guess not. So this so he this guy's already been deported. Actually, I, I saw that. Can you imagine if he said, you know? Hot dogs are America's national dish, and they're just horse penis. You know, people would laugh and be like, "Whatever." So, I mean, you'd have you would have people like burning him in effigy and stuff, but you wouldn't have the government actually being like, "Yeah, you're out of here." That's true. That's true. All right, number nine. Hasbro's Hasbro's claim that it did not add the female character of Rey to the Star Wars Monopoly game because it didn't want to be accused of having a spoiler. This is not only bad; it's bullshit. How? I know. We've got trailers that are out. You know, Ray's character at least was flashed up on screens so long before this movie that there's no way that that's that's a realistic defense at all. I saw this, and, you know, I I was just... To me, it was unbelievable. After seeing the movie, thinking, wait a minute, they they didn't make an action figure of her, but they made an action figure of Darth Vader, you know, for this new movie? Come on, so... This is terrible. It's a poor excuse. All right. And last but not least, we've already talked about him before, but Donald Trump saying that Ted Cruz's Canadian birthplace could be problematic if Cruz were to become the GOP candidate for president. I'm going to go with Brad on this because... With Brad? I'm going to go with Brad because it's sort of rad the way that Donald manages to pick on his opponents. Just what he's done to Jeb Bush, you know... Mm. Cruz, you know, he's needling Cruz a little bit. The way he sort of handled Rand Paul in the debates um, yeah. and others sort of joking about their poll numbers. I, I think his the way he handles himself in some of these situations is sort of bad just because it's amusing. But I, I do think that um, this is this is bad because it's it's just stupid. I mean, I think it's this is a clear case. I think the, the facts are clear that Cruz is eligible. There's really no dispute there. So I'm going to go with the Brad on this one. Okay. Okay, that's, oh, that's worth 10 already. All right. That went over at 10. Nice, nice picks this week. Excellent. Well, we will be right back after the break with proof that everything doesn't suck. something good in the world and our segment called proof that everything doesn't suck shane please tell me you found some proof that everything in the world is not not total suckage this week i have fortunately and this is something that's not so much heartwarming heartwarming i should say but just funny and i'm probably going to butcher their names but Lindsay stame stamewees and aiden hales okay uh, married couple and she Lindsay, has been posting photos online for all to enjoy, and outlets like BuzzFeed and HuffPo have picked them up, of the texts that she sends her husband about him talking in his sleep. So apparently he talks in his sleep, and he just has crazy dreams and utters super insane things. And so 
she sits up and will record that and send him the transcript of his conversations <laughs> with himself via text messages. And then he gets them the next morning when he wakes up, and they are hilarious. Okay, she has one I'm looking at here that said that, where he says, it's deeper than that, more vibey. She says, what? He says, it's more vibey, it's got more vibration. And she says, what does? And he says, my guy's stuff. What? So she has conversations with him while he's talking into his sleep until he either wakes up or falls, you know, back completely asleep. <laughs> but they're That's just, awesome. They're, they're just fantastic. There's <laughs> another one where he says, so how are you going to teach grade 12? She replies to him, I don't teach grade 12. What do you teach then? And she says, preschool. And he just says, perfect. And goes back to sleep. But it's always <laughs> just sort of like crazy conversations that she posts to, um, I, f- I forget which site it is, but uh, it's fantastic. And then the thing that I love about this is, A, it's funny, but B, it just shows that the, the love that, that they have together because, you know, yeah. I've been married for a long time and I pretty much just get a kick if I snore talk in my sleep. So <laughs> my wife loves me, but I just think this is so rad. That's, that's pretty hysterical. Like, And I like that they're sharing it with the world. <laughs> I know. That's that's the best part is they're sharing this with the world and it's just super fun. So this just made me laugh in a week that I think it was really needed. So this is my proof that everything doesn't suck in the world. What's yours? So I got another twofer. Um, okay. Because uh, I, I just, I keep on, with all the with all the jackassery that's rife, I, I want to find more than one, than one example of, you know, proof that everything doesn't suck. So... My first one is that Oregon passed a law where women can actually buy birth control pills without a prescription. Wow, a nice job, Oregon. I know. So, like, the, from the same state, they're already they're suffering right now from a case of the Bundys. But if you're a lady, you can all you need to do is go fill out a questionnaire, and you can get birth control pills from a licensed pharmacist, which is pretty that's, awesome. That's good proof this week. Yeah. And finally, and I think you'll, you're going to especially pre- appreciate this one, given your uh, decision not to imbibe during the week, but there's a national study that shows people who drink moderate amounts of alcohol tend to exercise more than teetotlers. That is good news. I, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll just scrap that plan. I'll just go have a drink now. <laughs> <laughs> so scientists don't know why moderate drinkers exercise more. Maybe it's because we feel guilty from the drinking and, like, we got to go you know, work out a bit, or maybe it's because you feel good when you have a drink and you feel good when you exercise and so people just want to feel good, or it, it could be something else entirely, but there's a, what's awesome is like there's a, there's a brewery in Wisconsin, I think it's called Bull Falls, and they're going to start offer, offering um, exercise and yoga classes that give beer, and it's going to be called Butts and Beers. That is so great. So... <laughs> I, I would definitely go to that yoga class. Now, if that brewery can just talk to the Pope and some other priests about <laughs> here in the church, then this will really be proof that everything doesn't suck in the world this week. <laughs> <laughs> All in one, man. <laughs> well, those are great picks. And uh, really enjoyed speaking with you again this week. As did I. And thank you, everyone, for listening. 